I'm Jason Ariola, and this is Rock Out with Your Card Out. I can't really say inspiration comes from obvious places for this podcast, but occasionally I get these uh, oddball ones that pop up in, uh, well, the bonus episodes of Rock Out With Your Card Out. This originally was going to be just a couple of tracks that I was going to throw into the bonus episode. I ended up listening to the whole soundtrack a bit and ended up liking it enough that I was like, hey, you know what, the soundtrack's one, short enough, and two, good enough that I was like, you know what, this could be a full episode of Rock Out With Your Card Out. And there was just too much good stuff here for me to parse it down to just like three or four tracks for the bonus episode. So yeah, I thought... Uh, I thought we are going to do this one. So, uh, what game is that? Well, the game we're talking about today is Smash Court Tennis Pro Tournament for the PlayStation 2. This originally released March 21st of 2002, apparently, so that's kind of how I stumbled upon this for the, uh, or from the Dream Event, basically, the bonus episodes, where I go through the, uh, you know, the games that came out in that half of the month for five-year, or, in, like, five-year increments, and this one just happened to pop up, and I listened to it, and yeah, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to do a full episode on this, so. This was the third entry in Namco's Smash Core Tennis series that started on, uh, the PlayStation 1 in 1996, and the last entry releasing on the 360 and PSP in 2007, which would give you some weird indication of, like, the kind of oddball interest in tennis America had for a little while, anyway. It's not odd, I guess, but it just, we go through like kind of like fits and starts, I think, of like interest in this and soccer. Don't just remember, this is the year soccer is going to finally break through. Just just remember that every year. That is that is what I'm told is that this is the year soccer is finally going to break through. (laughs) Anyway, um, so for this, I could not find a composer. There's just not a lot of credits and a lot of the credits that are there are like the localizers and production, but no music composition stuff there. So it was just kind of, uh, let's just say a mystery to everybody. I, I checked all my usual sources and just came up completely empty. So yeah. All right. Anyway, so we're going to go ahead and start. Now, th- one thing I want to say here is that this thing is very, very heavily a jazz fusion sort of thing. So if you've ever heard that term and we're like, what the hell is jazz fusion? Well, let me tell you, this is going to basically kind of personify it as far as uh, most of these uh, tracks on this episode goes. There's a lot of good stuff here, and I want to kind of get around to sharing it to you before I kind of start stumbling over what jazz fusion is, because again, I'm not very good at uh, genre definitions because that's not my forte. My forte is just picking out stuff and uh, presenting it to you, I suppose. I'm more of a DJ, I suppose, in that sense, than I am a, uh, you know, a music connoisseur of sorts. <sighs> anyway, uh, why don't we go ahead and listen to the first track, and that is Opening. Step onto the court and experience the thrill of competition. Compete against the greatest players in the tennis world. Okay, maybe the opening's a little overly dramatic, but it's a cool, quick hit of uh, jazz fusion. So, kind of give you an indication of what I'm talking about there. And, yeah, you'll kind of figure it out from there. All right, so let's move on to the next one, and that is Select.
How about a little uh, tropical jazz fusion for that ass, huh? You like that? Yeah, I do too. Yeah, it's uh, it's really good stuff. Like I said, I, I kind of thought that this was a genre that I knew what it was, and I guess maybe I didn't the more I listened to this, and then I started listening to other examples of jazz fusion. I was like, oh, okay, I've been I've been way off here with what, what that uh, genre is. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I definitely kind of dig this shit. So, all right, we're going to go ahead and move on to the next one, and that is Replay. If you can explain to me why this is so good and catchy and energetic for a simple-ass replay track, I would really appreciate it because, goddamn, I don't feel like they needed to put in this much work into this. But, hey, you know, maybe they just have little bits and uh, pieces of, uh, like, a jazz fusion album or concept album of some sort kind of laying around. Like, yeah, let's just throw it in this fucking video game, huh? Yeah, maybe that's what happened. All right, we're going to move on to the next one, and that is Victory. See, this one makes more sense to me. You want to match and you get this upbeat piece of play in here. It's like, yeah, okay, this this makes sense. The the whole replay thing, like, you'd be watching yourself getting your ass kicked. And it's like, I, I, I don't want to celebrate that. I don't want to, like, bop my head to that. Like, I want a little, little bit more somber thing or something. Like, you know, or have something a little bit more neutral. Like, yeah, not, not quite so upbeat. But this, on the other hand, yes, this is absolutely perfect. And I think kind of works out very well. All right, next up is Continue. slower like jazz funk kind of sound to this one it's a nice little way to like tone things down after all the high energy jazz fusion we've been doing kind of like spreading out range of the genre if you will i guess i i this doesn't encapsulate the genre like as a whole obviously i mean this this entire soundtrack but it gives you a little bit more of like a clear definition of what jazz fusion kind of consists of and what can be and maybe shouldn't be considered jazz fusion because like i listen to this and i'm like oh okay and then i you know went on um went on youtube and just found some random jazz fusion albums just kind of like checked them out and i was like oh okay so i think i think i kind of see the like correlating uh like lines between these and uh, the, I guess, more original jazz fusion stuff. So yeah, it's just kind of interesting stuff to kind of delve into. You know, it's it's always nice to expand your horizons, if you will. I just, this was not the sort of stuff I would have ever expected when I was like, oh, I kind of am into this music because, you know, Falcom Sound Team and stuff like that. But yeah, I dig this stuff. Anyway, we are going to go ahead and move on to the next one, and that is Ending. <laughs>
not even sure if this one really qualifies as jazz fusion. I, you know, I, I, from what I could tell, I think it still does. But I dig the more like rock vibe to this one that still feels kind of like light and airy. And I think it's what I kind of appreciate about jazz fusion is it's like it's rock, but it's not really that hard and kind of gives a little bit of a leeway for like horns, but not like verging into ska territory where all I think of is like a trumpet section basically for ska. When I, I know that's not right by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just sort of like what comes to my mind when, you know, I think of that genre. All right, next up is Entry. Again, still not really sure about the uh, this being like jazz fusion, but goddamn, I love the horns and keyboards like playing off each other with this like kind of little dope like guitar solos thrown in. It's really good stuff, and like I said, this is like a weird way to find out I'm into this genre. <laughs> so yeah, all right, we're gonna go ahead and move on to the next one, and I'm gonna try to uh, not stumble over my words over sentences I've said a bunch of times over the course of this podcast life. And the next title is a chance of success.
It's tracks like this that sort of define a lot of my time with the PlayStation 2. While I eventually played a large variety of games on it, I sort of stuck with Gran Turismo for a long time and little else. Uh, this sort of like fusion stuff is what sticks out of my mind as music I think of when I think of stuff that defines the PS2 sound for me. Of course, there's a wide, wide spectrum of stuff on the PS2 because, you know, you could almost literally throw anything on there at that point, you know? I mean, the same thing with the PlayStation 1. I, I, I have this, like, weird kind of theory that, like, the PlayStation 1 Saturn was sort of the last era of, I don't want to say mainstream, but, like, you know, AAA games having more, like, video game soundtracks and getting... and um, Because by the PS2, we started getting into more, you know, fully orchestral, almost, like, movie themes for a lot of stuff. I feel like the PlayStation 1 was sort of, like, that last bastion of purely video game music for video game for video games you know what i mean i hopefully it makes some kind of sense i this this is not like my original theory or anything like that i think jeremy parish even brought it up on retronauts a few years ago and it was sort of like something that i had in my mind that i was like i just couldn't articulate it properly and then he talked about it and i was like oh you know what that does make a lot of sense so yeah i kind of sort of just piggybacking off of his idea there so anyway we're gonna move on to the next one and that is time forecast <music> Another chill piece of jazz fusion, again, assuming that's what this is, uh, this whole soundtrack really, again, just takes me back to playing a shit ton of Gran Turismo on the PS2. I maybe, possibly should have done one of those instead, but, you know, after coming across this one doing Rowie Code, it made me want to, like, dedicate an episode to this, because, like, seriously, who the hell would dedicate an entire episode to, uh, you know, Smash Court Tennis? <laughs> eh, just this guy, apparently. Anyway, uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to the next one, and that is Fly to Another Dimension. 
Okay, I like nearly everything about this one. It's just when the piano comes in early on and sort of does its own little thing, it just sort of hits my ear as uh, discordant, I guess would be the word for it. It does kind of exactly what I say I dislike freeform jazz for, just not structured. It just kind of like is thrown in there, just like, I don't want to say willy-nilly, it just doesn't mix with the rest of the track there. I mean, everything else about this piece is just dope, including that goddamn sax. I mean... It even goes for a little prog rocky feel with that organ going, but that goddamn piano coming up, it just takes me right out of the vibe I have going with this track. And it's a long enough one that I could nearly consider it a prog rock piece because those tend to uh, meander a bit at times, uh, but this is just structured really well, save for that goddamn piano. And, you know, kind of getting on uh, Matoy Sakuraba stuff, like, yeah, it's prog rocky, but it's structured, which is why I like it. Like, you know, I, again, it's something I don't like about prog rock sometimes. It just seems to kind of meander and do its own thing and isn't really structured as well as I like whereas the uh, Matoy Sakuraba soundtracks like sound like that but are structured and I'm like okay this is like perfect like I like this sound and I like what the you know having an actual structure to it I like the sound of prog rock just the actual act of prog rock a lot of time I'm kind of like nah I'm good so yeah anyway we're gonna go ahead and move on to the next one to a oddly titled track and that is E Cure that is E hyphen Cure so whatever This one's kind of a cool, like, laid-back piece of funk that gets a little, like, trippy, and I'm not normally a fan of sitar, but it kind of seems to work pretty well here. And when the sax comes in and takes the lead for a bit uh, with that, like, hard-hitting percussion, yeah, dope. Again, I really like the soundtrack. There's a lot of good stuff here, and um, that's why we're doing a full episode on Smash Court Tennis Pro Tournament, because, yeah, just sometimes the weird shit I put up on this show. I mean, Illumination Laser, I thought was getting, well, I mean, that's probably still the weirdest one I've done, but yeah, anyway. All right, next one is Take That with an exclamation point, not the boy band Take That, so there's an exclamation point on this one. <laughs> Take 
back to a little bit more energetic jazz fusion, I love a good horn section, and this does that really well, and keeps it fairly subtle, too. Even the record scratch being thrown in there is a good little touch. Normally, I'm not a fan of, like, just, like, random record scratches in genres that don't seem to really fit in with, but this kind of does it subtly and well enough that I think it just kind of makes, plus, it, you know, it's the early 2000s, kind of just seemed like anything fucking went at that point. <laughs> So, yeah. All right, next one is, oh God, again, or 2000s title here, Cyberthrill. Oh, you know what? I bet you what that E-Cure thing is. It's a, I hate the early 2000s sometimes. Anyway, Cyberthrill, here we go. Now, why the hell this thing is called Cyber Thrill is beyond me. I mean, really, it's just a dope-ass piece of fusion with an absolute kick-ass saxophone lead kind of throughout it. It makes no sense why this would be called Cyber Thrill. There's so little, like, electronic stuff in this, if any at all, that I really am thinking about now. Like, it just... I, I, I get song titles sometimes just don't matter. But, I mean, yeah. Anyway. All right, next one. Peaceful Twilight.
All right, confession time. And this probably won't be much of a confession because uh, if you follow me around and kind of know what I'm into, like you'll know it, it will you'll it'll make sense here in a second. But I like Jim Brickman. If you're unfamiliar, he's sort of someone who you'd hear on an adult contemporary radio station in the mid to late 90s who would uh, rope in other artists to sing love songs. Uh, he wrote and he would play the piano. Uh, most of his music is with the piano being the lead instrument in mind. I love his sort of like mamby-pamby style, I guess. Uh, this is that sweet spot for me. I could totally imagine uh, like listening to this as a kid in the backseat of my mom's car right after some Richard Marks or Ario Speedwagon or something like that. Anyway, yeah. Good stuff kind of takes me back to a place of uh you know this weird sort of like acoustic love songs it, there's all, it also kind of reminds me a little bit of chariots of fire just a just a hair not there's just a little bit of like oh okay i can kind of hear that yeah anyway we're gonna go ahead and move on to the next one and that's acoustic Night jazz band at an airport vibe much? I say airport because it kind of reminds me of Aerobiz, the soundtrack a little bit there. And yes, um, if you've listened to that episode, I realize I was saying it wrong all these years. It's just Aerobiz, not Aerobiz. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Anyway, Ugh. see, that's that's the problem when uh, you know you kind of grow up without the internet. You learn like to pronounce things in your head a certain way, and even knowing full well that they're incorrect later on in life, you have a hard time sort of like backing out of that. But yeah. Anyway, at least I can sort of correct myself and admit I'm wrong. So, yeah. Anyway, next one uh, is Road to Center Court. That is C-E-N-T-R-E. So, ooh, fancy.
This shit sounds like it should be part of some sweeping JRPG soundtrack, not a part of a PS2 tennis game. Definitely has a little bit of that uh, base escape RPG vibe to it. Just that sort of like, not muffled, but a slightly muffled, um, like orchestra feel to it. But yeah, I mean, again, good stuff, just, heh. Does not vibe with the rest of the soundtrack very well. I mean, it's good. Again, good stuff, but does not vibe. Speaking of stuff that maybe doesn't vibe a little bit here, um, you're going to have to uh, excuse me because I don't speak any French, but uh, tout va bien? Bien? I don't know. Uh, T-O-U-T, and the new word V-A, and the new word B-I-E-N. So, yeah. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> I wish I had a lighter to uh, flip up just for sound effect purposes of just like, oh, mon chéri, would you like a cousin, a baguette, or something like that. Yeah, anyway, uh, terrible uh, French stuff, uh, stereotypes there. Um, now, for real, though, I, I, I do love this stuff, even if I'm not a real fan of the accordion. I mean, you know that old joke of when does an accordion sound at its best? When a banjo hits it as you throw them both in the dumpster. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, we're going to move on to the next one. I like that joke. I don't care. Anyway, uh, the yeah, the next one. Uh, like the wind. No clue what the context for this one would be, but it's a pretty cool little rock anthem sort of thing. Not a whole lot of pure rock stuff on the soundtrack, so it's a nice little change of pace there from just the jazz fusion and the weird French thing, and then the um, like Jim Brickman thing going on there, um, and the JRPG. Yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah, there's a couple tracks in here that don't seem to really fit in properly, but this one blends in pretty well. It's just like, oh, hey, just a rock thing. This is cool. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and move on to the last one, and that is Feel the Buzz with an exclamation point. So, <clears throat> hold on. I will say it properly. Feel the buzz! Sorry, I maybe should have uh, pulled back a little bit further from my mic when I said that. little bit of the swing and jazz vibe there it teeters on turning into something i don't like that whole freeform jazz thing we talked about earlier but the horn going there doesn't get too crazy so i'm still kind of digging this one it's a bit of a strange one to end the episode on right but eh, that's what we've got so yeah let's just move on and deal with it i mean this whole podcast sometimes can be a little strange again uh, illumination laser i i stand by that soundtrack being good i'm just still baffled at the fact that i chose that one just a just an odd one anyway 
So, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for um, giving me a little time to get this one together. Uh, if you listen, if you're one of my Patreon backers, uh, we'll talk about the Patreon here in just a second. You'll know that I've been uh, struggling with the shoulder. Uh, it has not been doing very well, so it's been a lot of uh, pain management at its uh, finest. And by at its finest, I mean barely bearable at times, I would say. <laughs> All right, now getting back to the Patreon thing. So if you go to patreon.com slash games and junk over there, you can kick in anything from a dollar all the way up to, well, you can pretty much do whatever. But tiered rewards, we have $1, $3, $5, $10, and $20. For the $1 tier, you will get a special uh, color on your hacker alias in our Discord. Our Discord is open to the public, so if you want to join in and talk about uh, video games, video game music, anime, cats, uh, pets in general, just whatever you're watching, whatever you're playing. We've got all that stuff going on there. It's a little, uh, you know, we're, we're a small community at the moment, but we're building. So if you want to come on in, jump in and actually be heard, that'd be a good way to go because, you know, hey, maybe maybe I could use you as a moderator or something because God knows I don't have time for that on top of three freaking podcasts I do. For $3 a month, you will get a different color on your hacker alias on Discord. You will also get the bonus episodes of Rock Out With Your Card Up. Those happen twice a month and during those episodes or for those episodes, I take a look back at the games that came out in the previous like five year increments or incrementally back five years is that how you would see that i've got to come up with a better structure for that anyway so for like this one the latest one i just posted was for the first half of march for 1987 occasionally there's 1982 but not for this one so this one was 1987 1992 1997 2002 2007 2012 and 2017 so again you get two of those a month i put together a rather um lengthy playlist of sorts i tell you a little bit about the um game as far as like when it released the composer the um, original platform it was on or then we just play some tracks like i don't do too much talking there's not a lot of interjection like there is on this so if you ever have listened to this podcast and thought i want more music unless jason that is the exact thing you should be going for and you can get that for three dollars a month for that same three dollars a month you will also get the bonus segments on multimedia failure my video game movie podcast i do with my friends vanessa and john you also get all the podcasts we do here on the games and junk network which is uh, currently this and the uh or you know these two and they're the previously to mention as well as the games junk game club where we pick a game and for every month and just go about it and venice and john and i talk about it i think i said the catch-all feed right the catch-all feed you also get in a higher quality audio rate for that now for five dollars a month you will get everything i mentioned on the previous tier including another special color for your hacker alias on discord i'm really going to try to start pushing discord here a little bit better as well as a thank you uh shout out whatever you want to call it on the show so of course i have to thank vanessa cahill john lucero alex messenger josh carpenter eric nathan cooper and michael hughes i can't tell you how much i appreciate that all of you have uh stepped up to this tier for some unholy reason that i will never understand but i really do appreciate it and it means a lot to me for $10 a month, you can suggest an episode's topic, uh, be that either for a rocket with your card out, again, with a little vetting, if it's something I, I like, if you're going to sit there and make me listen to the Persona soundtrack, probably not going to happen. I will, I will have to uh, turn that down and either offer a suggestion or a refund, <laughs> one or the other, uh, yeah, or another suggestion from you, because again, Persona soundtracks in me just never vibe, don't know why, I've, I've heard a couple things and I'm like, eh, this is fine, and just the rest of it, I'm like, eh, not so much, but yeah, I'm maybe the oddball, uh, video game music podcaster who does not like persona you can also have a skip ahead on the list for multimedia failure for a video game movie that we haven't covered yet or if there's a game that you'd like us to cover for the game club that we might not get to because sometimes that's just the way these things go that would be another option for you too now again this also gets you a separate uh you know hacker alias color i think i mentioned that just a second ago but maybe i didn't and also at the 20 dollars tier you will also get another special color for your hacker alias and you can also be a guest on whatever podcast you decide the topic on so if you want to come in and uh be like michael hughes did for our record game club last month you can definitely do that we'd love to have you on of course if you want to do it for the uh multimedia failure the video game movie podcast and you would like for us to go over a movie that we've previously watched we're up for that i'm totally fine with that that makes a lot of sense like if you want to come in and um, defend uh, Wing Commander, say, or Fatal Fury. God, please don't defend that, because I don't know if I'd get along with you after that. But yeah, uh, if you want to defend that, you can do that for $20 for a month. So you do $20 one time, and you'll pop on. So yeah, that'll that'll be the way to do it. And then after that, you can bump down to like $3 or $5 and just whatever. And if you want to come on and talk about uh, music with me on uh, Rocket With Your Card Out, it's another way to do it. Anyway, that is all of the plugs there. Um, all the usual stuff in the show notes. As far as social media stuff goes, you know, the show itself is on uh, Twitter, Instagram. Um, it sort of is on Facebook, but we're sort of like putting all that back under the actual games and junk umbrella rather than trying to manage five different pages effectively for the content that all goes on one website. And that website is gamesandjunk.net. If you haven't checked it out, we've been actually doing a lot of writing again, me and Gore. Um, 
executive producer on all the podcasts just because we like to give him executive producer credit for no particular reason. Um, you know, he and I have been writing quite a bit again, so it's been nice. We've I think we've got like four reviews or five reviews out in the last like month and a half, two months. So we're 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 back to the churn, baby. Anyway, thanks for listening, and I will talk to you guys in a day or two because I uh, I've got another episode planned because I'm gonna try to play catch up because I'm trying to trying to steam along here and get back on those episodes that I was uh, kind of left behind on. But yeah. Also, there's the bonus episode. You need to get out here pretty soon because it's like a week and a half away from the end, the month ending. And I'm trying to get back on target with those. But anyway, thanks for listening. I'll shut up now and we'll talk to you later. Great. I knew that groove was in your heart.